if it sparkles, it's the workroom. <laughs> my, my favorite piece of, of Drag Race Italy. Italy, Italy. Um, well, it is indeed a new day in the workroom, and we are here to recap all of the many rue seasons, rueocracies, rue whatevers uh, that are currently going on in the world. Um, first and foremost, though, what with I'm a Celeb and Strictly and all the rest mm-hmm. of it, I don't have time for another franchise. So, Keen, I'm actually going to be tuning into your Queen of the Universe podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of threw it out there for people to, um, if we're going to watch Queen of the Universe, we probably should say as well, we're only doing a small bit of Queen of the Universe. Then we're going to talk about Italy. And then we're going to talk about Canada with too much Michael. So have a look at the show notes and I'll, I'll put the timestamps on there if you want to skip, if you're not watching Italy or whatever. Yeah. But yes, I watched Queen of the Universe. But I, went, I tried to watch it anyway. On Paramount Plus, there was only the second episode for some reason. I don't know why. I was, was the first one like a live event or something? But you kind of got the gist of everything because the first episode seven queens sang and then the second episode the other seven queens sang and then there was the results of which queens got through and six were kicked out in the first episode four of which were from the episode one so it was like okay grad well, only three of those in the first episode i needed to worry about um the thing i was the most disappointed by was the panel is great you know michelle passage trixie mattel leona lewis vanessa williams and you hardly get to see any of them, really. Like, it's a really brief sort of one or two liner on, no. on them. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of... Because I kind of felt that was a bit of the magic with the X Factor. Why it was better than... It was like the mentoring rather than like with pop stars or pop idol where it was like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it was also like, you know, it wasn't just Pete Waterman and these people behind the scenes. They were like people that you liked. There was Cheryl who was there, you know. There was like stars that you wanted to see. And I think that's kind of what's been the success to The Voice, which is... Like, I would want to watch The Voice now for Ariana Grande, not for any any of the contestants. No, completely. And I suppose that's the, the... I, I kind of have lost interest in the like singing based reality TV shows yeah, quite too. a long time ago. And so when I saw this coming out, I was intrigued because I do like, I really think Trixie is very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leona Lewis has a good personality. Vanessa Williams, Michelle Visage, like they, they all are strong competitors. So if I had felt it was going to have kind of a teams based thing where it would like literally if they took the X Factor format and it was actually just like, the particular style like that was it I'd be much more interested because you'd be Mm. seeing even like behind the scenes of how that person interacts or engages with other artists and how they're trying to prepare them but if it is just like four people offering the kind of Pete Waterman wasn't it Nikki Simmons is that her name oh probably it was definitely Nick there was a Nikki at some point, but anyway, just like sitting, kind of being like, "Oh, you are. You remind me of a young Lenny Henry. You all remind me of young Lenny Henrys." <laughs> that- <laughs> well, no one here was the young Lenny Henry. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, that is shocking. Louis Walsh found <laughs> gagged. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, that was my, my biggest disappointment. You know, Graham Norton hosts it and he is using his outdoor voice, I think, almost all the time. Like, up next, it's from Montreal, Matotonics. It was like, well, calm down. Is he sort of trying to do the, like, is, uh, what it sounds like is he's sort of giving a bit of Dermot O'Leary on the X Factor. 
But like Dermot O'Leary had like sort of, you know, a bit of a flow through. But he was like, he had like, your Saturday night starts right here. Like that kind of like, but then he would go into the yeah. the but mellow that was just bits. the opening thing. I felt like he was announcing each of the contestants like wrestlers. It was, I thought it was way over the top. Um, I can go through some of the contestants that I saw. There was Ada Vox from Texas. She was she had a fantastic voice. She sang at last. Vanessa Williams was like, I hate that song. It's overdone to death, but you did a great yeah. job. She's one to watch. It was fun to see the different varieties of queens from all over the world and the different songs they chose, like Regina Voce was from Mexico. And she did this sort of Italian chanson song that I really liked called Caruso. Again, a really good singer. There was Rani K. Hinoon from Mumbai which gave us like a Bollywood sounding song their voice wasn't fantastic but it was just interesting again because you know me and my cultural my cultural exchange mm-hmm. then <clears throat> one of my favourites was Lavoie from London was real sort of campy Blackpool Queen sort of style um, they were in their 40s were great on the camera really fun song sounded like another sort of, like it sounded like you know a Sandy Shaw style song okay they got kicked out oh and they wow. were quite good. They were better than the girl from Mumbai, so I was disappointed by that. Now then there's Jujube. Now what do you know about Jujube and what she sang? See, I know nothing about Jujube. All I really know is that like I feel as if like Jujube must be contractually obliged to appear in this. <clears throat> That's what I was wondering. Or at least she was definitely approached. I'd say most of these were approached because like Ada Vox had been on American Idol and I've seen Leona Winter from France was on yeah. The Voice of France. So I think some of them were approached. I think she was approached and basically just to get people to watch because I was more interested in watching because it was UGB. She decided to sing Into You by Ariana Grande, which was definitely a change of pace from all the other songs, which were like either low or mid-tempo ballads. And it was like an even shorter version than all the... It was like a... 60 seconds of it and like that's a really slow build of a song you wouldn't get much into it in a minute like you're exactly yeah and like i have i've only heard juju be sing her own songs which don't have a massive range she kind of struggled through this and even trixie was like how did you feel it went and juju was like yeah i think it went well and she was like well i'm just going to be honest i think you needed to give more if you want to keep up with these other queens and i was like fair play trixie for being honest like she (laughs) From all the, all the queens I saw, she was by far the one who got the worst critiques, and she probably d- deserved it. Um, and she didn't get through. So the one queen that I was tuning in to see got kicked out in the first episode. Well, I mean, that's probably the one queen everyone is going to be tuning into. <laughs> I, I mean, it is bizarre. Like, I mean, it is bizarre that it is so like un like unavailable. Like, it's mm-hmm. not on Wow Presents. I think is it like some way it's like linked to 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 Paramount and VH1 and an MTV have their like promo at the beginning of it, so I'm like maybe yeah. it's going to appear on MTV at some point in the future. But it just like it's there's absolutely zero fanfare about it. Like yeah. like it the, I it, it is like it's one of those things where kind of you're obviously seeing that like built into the contracts of the queens who are associated with the franchise that they are required to do posts about these things. So you see mm. them all like on the same day at the same time posting uh, like oh my god this is coming i can't wait and it's like you know there's no real like there's no there's no even real talk about it people yeah. aren't really posting anything about it in their instagram stories or on twitter it just like it seems to have kind of come out with a bit of a whimper yeah I, it's, it's hard to know where they're going to go with it like my, my favorite until i found out they were problematic um or 
her alongside with the, a voice was my tante Alex from Montreal because they came out and did a yodeling song, which was really, really fun. Yeah. And like just the energy that we really changed. It stood out really differently from all the ballads that have become before them. But I'm not sure over the next few weeks that it's on. I think there's only five or four more episodes. Are we going to get to know these queens in any fashion or are we only going to see them for singing for 40 seconds, getting 20 seconds of comments from judges and then on to the next one? Like it was very quick. Yeah, it doesn't feel like like there's no relationship building with them. I, I, mm. Like based on the format as we've seen it, like perhaps there is like other elements to it as well that they didn't have in their big opening show. But it's unusual that they decided to get rid of half the cast in the first week. Yeah. Well, no, six out of 14. But yeah, a big chunk, a big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> and they also said that they're being judged on their look, their all-star attitude and their performance. So it isn't just a singing competition. What, 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 what is an all-star attitude? I don't know. Well, I mean, if, I mean, if, if, the only one there who could have an all-star attitude really is Jujube. So like, yeah. and they got rid of her straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch anymore. I don't think I, I might keep an eye on it and see how it goes on. We're probably not going to cover it in this because it's so difficult to access. And you guys probably aren't listening to it or watching it either. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Bit of a disappointment, bit of a whimper. It was filmed in Manchester and it's like, you know, cabaret tables of people socially distanced across the room but there's like a proper like it sounds like an american style whoop after every sort of comment and cheer which just puts me off yeah okay so i don't know but interesting concept poorly delivered let's move on to italy (laughs) (laughs) on the subject of interesting concepts poorly delivered let's get into italy so we are going to be discussing episode two and three and my first note is get a new editor these episodes are far too long we're talking 80 minutes plus and they actually don't have the content for it to be in episode three they had five judges seven contestants and each judge gave a comment to each of the contestants and we didn't need to hear it it was honestly it was not to mention episode three we had like five separate montages like like five separate just sort of like split screen montage kind of arms around the world singing into a microphone together like no no like no point being delivered now i did have a word with myself because i suppose i'm watching drag race now more with an idea of like speaking about it from a content point of view so i thought Mm. perhaps as a person engaging in this show purely from a like you know I suppose in the same way that I would engage with the UK one or the 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 American one, where I'm actively like in watching it because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's terrible because I actually would say with this this series so far, I haven't really enjoyed watching it. No, and, and it, I like, think it, it's made it more difficult for you to enjoy it because they've padded it out with fluff that you don't want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I mean, it's been, like, seeing Holland and and, and Spain have brought, brought, like, very different flavours. And mm. even, like, Canada, which we're talking about later, the, the last two episodes were, were really solid. And you're mm. kind of getting into the queens. And it's like, you know, you, you, you're you excited to see what's happening. But this, I just, like, I still don't know who any of the queens are. Like, I mean, as in, literally, I can't tell them apart. And <laughs> I just, like, I, I don't care. And, like, they've had three episodes and no one's gone home in two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I laughing at that. I just was like, and you know what? One of our one of our listeners from Croatia messaged us, and they were like, "This season's going to go on forever because in the strictly for 
for Italy. Like people were coming back and coming back in and stuff like that. And I think they're right because they just seem to be like using the whole elimination ad hoc if they want. The reason I thought possibly why no one went home, and I wasn't I wasn't sure on the timing of when this is filmed, but it became clear at the end. So uh, Raffaella Cara died in J- July of this year. Yes. So I was wondering maybe this was filmed before that and they don't know she's died, but I'm going to ba- guess based on the sort of ciao, Raffaella at the end, that maybe it was really recent and they just were like, they were in sort of funeral mode and they just were like, let's not kick anyone off. But yeah. Yeah. That, or, I mean, it, not to jump straight to the end of the second episode, but like perhaps it could be that like they're like, right, well, we have to kick this other person out next week. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're keeping the numbers True. intact. Yeah. Because like, like the producers were like, what's happened backstage is, is not, you know, but anyway. Yeah, I suppose we'll get to that. Let's jump back to episode two. Which was the infomercial ad? I, I I cared more about the runway in this. I, I'm sure you probably felt the same. There was a mini challenge of limbo competition, which went on for too long. Um, there was uh, there, well, I got excited because it was something that a cultural reference I actually understood. When Enorma Jean was given nothing to make her infomercial about, she did this. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so she clapped on the inside of her elbow, her elbow pit. Okay. The, where your the elbow on the same side of your arm as your palm, right? In Italian, I don't have any Italian, but I know how to speak Italian hand gestures from my time teaching Italian kids English yeah. <laughs> during the round Dublin. <laughs> so if you do this, you push your hand into you, the back of your elbow. That means like fuck off, you bastard, or you. You know, it's like oh. one, of the wor- one of the worst hand gestures you could do. So because they were all clapping in Norma, she clapped back by using that gesture, and I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, 80 minutes and that's what you took away. <laughs> when I go over to Turin for Eurovision, it'll be that all the time. Job, <laughs> Job done. Um, um, yes. Th- now, this is an overall commentary, though. I am still very confused by the format of the, like, delivery of the, the, the like, the, the weekly briefs. And, like, the struck because it's like you get that Tommaso guy coming in, and then Priscilla comes in with the, the pit crew, and then that woman comes in at some Kiara. point during the make. Yeah. And it's like, what, like, what is going on here? Like, why, like, there's too many of you fucking rambling around in here talking to these girls. Let them put their makeup on. <laughs> and it was even, it was this episode where to. Tomas, it was like, okay, go put on your makeup. No, 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 come back. No, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, go again. You're just like, oh yes, but that actually the next one when they like obviously really badly explained the mini challenge, they all did it wrong. <laughs> then they had to like re-explain it, and I was like, why are we not just seeing the redo on this? Like, why are you showing us like this sort of like weird creels like, like scrambling over each other to get to these blackboards? And they're like, no, 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 no. That's where you have to go. And then people fall, and then they're like, "Let's watch that again in slow motion." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah. we don't need. To. This isn't total wipeout. Thank you very no, much. No, exactly. <laughs> We've seen enough queens damage their knees this year. We yeah. don't need Italy to join the fold. <laughs> the director for the infomercials, I didn't write down his name. He didn't. He he didn't know what the show was about. He came in jeans and a and a shirt and trainers like he was so undressed up and then Chiara's there all you know done up with her asymmetrical blazer 
vibe that she goes for. And I found her so flirty with him. Did you find him? She yeah. was like grabbing his arm and laughing in his face and stuff. And he was just like, all right. Lady. I think like she is very much giving what she thinks a drag race judge should give rather than being herself. I assume maybe that is her. I don't know who she is. But <laughs> like, um, but it, it did feel like she was kind of like trying to be over the top and sort of like take... Uh, and I was just like, this is very distracting because I don't really understand what the brief is. You aren't really directing these queens so much as just sort of... Mm. Like, even the director dude, like, he didn't seem to know what was going on for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, the, the note from Kiara was, please stop using so many modal verbs. I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is this an English dissertation or what's going on here? <laughs> Oh my god! Um, that's it. Yeah, you see, you'll never get your plain English <laughs> verification if you. <laughs> I've never heard an English person who speaks English complain about them. It's like really nice guy, but far too many modal verbs. <laughs> now we have a nice moment from a Norma Jean here. Really emotional talking yes. about the father, and then talking about their HIV diagnosis. And then like wrapped up in sort of nice positive sentiment. But even that could have been edited down. There was like, so I started having unprotective sex. Then I wake up and I'm sweating and then I'm sweating a bit some more. And then I get an envelope and then I get a call and then I do this. And I was like, just, I mean, I Go don't to need chase. to know the Go postcode the of the hospital you're going to. But, yeah, no. But also like <laughs> I, when I was watching it, I think it's probably from watching a number of these stories being told on the show mm. at this point. And it felt like as if, you know, the important thing from the the education role that this show takes <laughs> is yeah. the asserting the like, you know, undetectable equals untransmittable. Mm. But they didn't they didn't ever say that. They didn't ever kind of like they didn't address that massive and important piece of information. They gave us this kind of, you know, and first of all, the kind like I mean, you know, if I'm gonna get into it, which apparently I am, like also this kind of like you know, kind of like to, and maybe it was a translation, maybe it was, but this kind of like, oh, we, I started having unprotected sex because I thought that that's what I deserved. It's like, there's nothing wrong with unprotected sex. There's nothing wrong with it. Enjoy it. It's great. It feels much better. It's about like, you know, you obviously got into very damaging behaviors because you were in grief. So like, I don't know, I thought it was like slut shaming in that way. And then when it got to the end of it, it didn't wrap it up by saying, you know, I'm, I'm healthy and I live a long, healthy life because I have an undetectable viral load, which means that... Oh, the, I think he did say that. He, he said he is undetectable, but he did never said that that equals untransmittable. There no, never true. was the extension to say, this means that I, like, I am not passing, there's no risk of me passing the disease on. And that's sort of, because that's the, like the message that's trying mm. to be sold at the moment. So it was a really long build-up talking about kind of, you know, the grief following the death of the father, which was very tragic, and then how he sort of, you know, as a result of that grief, he sort of turned to these, like, risky practices and didn't take care of himself and ended up getting a diagnosis of HIV. We got a litany of all the different symptoms he was occurring, and then it gets to the end of the thing, and they've got a couple of slow-mo moments in there as well, and then they don't even deliver what is the core educational moment that they should have been trying to deliver with that piece of a story. Yeah, I, they definitely didn't get the U equals U message necessarily, but I did, like, I, I was worried going into it because he's sobbing, talking about HIV, and I was like, this just looks like, you know, somebody who feels like they've got the death sentence of AIDS and, like, it isn't on point with what 
people are trying yeah. to message now about, about HIV and uh, status and how it's not a death sentence and that it's perfectly manageable. And I felt he, he wrapped it up in a positive way at the end because he was like, I feel really lucky because of science and I can live my life and people look at me and they say, poor me, but I feel lucky, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I agree. He didn't get transmittal, but, but I did feel he managed to... It was a, Take, it was a get rid of the stigma, sto- I guess, which is well. Important. So you know, it was a positive story, and this is like, and from my point of view, it's more like that's the producer's fault again for not mm. understanding that actually, like, an important part of that message, kind of, even if he had to say it again at a different point afterwards, if that wasn't the point, they could have pushed it up on the screen because they were happy to do that in episode three. They could have just put up on the screen, <laughs> yeah. you know, <clears throat> if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. But no, so I, I I did like that story and I did like, I mean, Enorma, Enorma Jean is, is a contestant who I sort of warmed to an awful lot in that episode mm. and then who I dramatically unwarmed to in the following <laughs> one. Um, also, Enorma Jean is probably the only one whose name I really remember and who I can actually connect. Maybe yeah. Ava Hanger as well, but... I, I just think of the, that 80s song, Enola Gay. So that's that's how I sing her name. Norma Jean. Uh, the the divas, I thought it was fun to learn some of of more local divas. Moira Orfe. She seemed cool. I, oh sorry, I have a couple of things to say. First of all, I did assume that when they were talking about Moira, I was like, that's not Moira Rose. <laughs> Also, She's I, the mononymous Moira. If it's not Moira Rose, I'd like to hear a surname, please. For okay, clarification. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But I also, I also do have to say that on Enorma Jean, if your name is going to be Enorma Jean, we want a Marilyn. <laughs> like, you know, like Sophia. It, it was a gorgeous Sophia. It was a gorgeous Sophia Lorraine. She looked beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, that's like that's the Italian thing. But it's, I think if it's linking to your name, that would have been the direction I would have liked to to her to have gone. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so too. Um, would have been good, but yeah, I like the Sophia. How do they say it? Lauren. Sophia Lauren. Lauren, isn't it? I, that's not how, how they said it. Cause that's how I would have said it. They were like Sophia Lauren or something. That's very Scottish, but I am a <laughs> Sophia Lauren, Jenny. <laughs> 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 they said slightly differently. I, I couldn't work out how it was. Um, I I would say Divinity's look was about. Two percent Beyonce. Oh my god! I was like, I I did not know who that was. Okay, it, it was even when she me... did the single lady's hands, I was. It like, was like weak, kind of like I know limp wrist, whatever. Like I was like, okay, well that's a Beyonce move, but that look isn't Beyonce. Like with the cage and the long pony, I there was obviously a really distinct Beyonce look she's referencing there, but I didn't recognize it, no. and it doesn't even look like something she would wear. No. And I, I also have to say the uh, you're absolutely right. Also, that hair, like I know that Beyonce has done that kind of short hair, but I just think if you're looking for it, if you want an instantly recognizable Beyonce, the hair is a big part of it. Yeah, like the gorgeous bouncy kind of curls. Mm. So I was very confused by that. I did not understand that that was the reference that was being given. I also am going to say that was the cheapest Gaga I have ever seen. I, if you were going to do that fame monster era Gaga, at least have the hoof shoes on. Like, at least have the hoof shoes. Yeah, well, look, I think they were probably six months out because now, if they do Lady Gaga, they can do Lady Gaga from House of Gucci and it ties into Italy and stuff like that. True, true. Um, 
I didn't think it was a great Gaga, but I thought the Gaga was better than the Britney. Oh, very much. Like, that Britney was questionable. And I gotta be honest, like, it is... See, here's the thing. With Madam Madness on uh, on Holland, mm-hmm. th- like, they had an interesting way that they painted, and they were exquisitely talented when it came to makeup. So they were able to utilize the beard in a way that just made it, like, a feature. And I just felt like, I feel like as if with Lubomba, there is none of that. And like, I mean, like I've done a glitter beard for Halloween and that it looked better than the glitter beard she's been serving on the runway of. of. Okay. And I just, and I, I also think like with the hair coming down and the beard, it like, it's all very. You can't scripted, see your you know? face. It's all like glitter Jesus. Like it's not like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not living for this bearded queen. I... To give her credit, I thought she did makeup well for Britney. I think she got around the eyes right for Britney. But that was yeah. literally the only part she got right. Yeah. Because, sure, I'm sure... Yeah, I remember Britney wearing that Ringmaster sort of costume around the circus era. And then she wore the police, I think, in the I Wanna Go video, I think. Yeah. But it was like Britney from the waist up and the waist down in a, in a sort of uh, drag volcano way was just sort of ignored. And you're like, come on. It just... Yeah. It was very stripper britney rather than like drag queen britney for me yeah also like the the fabric looked kind of like felty or something like yeah. it looked very cheap um yeah. no it wasn't good i thought dita von Tees was one of the best oh absolutely the best and like very instantly recognizable yeah for a person who really you like you don't like she isn't like dita von Tees isn't <clears throat> that kind of like world like it, she she isn't a beyonce she isn't someone that everyone knows she isn't someone who naturally leaps into your head so to be able to kind of make that instant connection and have to drag the reference out of the back of your mind. I was really impressed with that. Yeah. And, and she, she looked beautiful. She does. I don't remember appreciating her makeup that much in episode one. From this episode and then in the second episode where she gives us, I can't remember what she, I, I have to look at my notes here. But she, uh, oh yeah, she had that golden, golden sort of fr- folded fringe look for yeah. um, Raffaella. I thought her face was so good. She does the best makeup out of all of them. She's oh, fantastic. absolutely. She is, the, she is the only one serving makeup at the same level as you see in other international versions yeah. of the franchise. Yeah, oh, it was really, really good. I've really warmed to her. And she gives me a bit, and this is probably, people will probably find this as a read, but I don't necessarily mean it as that. She gives me a bit of a loan of early out of Dragon the Talking Heads. But um, I don't really know why. But I, I, I like was, her. like... I, I, I mean, mainly because she's kind of, like, gangly. I, I'm seeing kind of a bit of, like, Megan Schoonbrood. <laughs> Do we want to talk about any of these infomercials? Is there anything to say? No, there was... No, the, I will say that the only one that engaged me enough that I was sort of, like, interested in what was happening and... Act, the only one I followed was Enormous. And I thought Enormous was, like... <laughs> head and shoulders above the rest in terms of like the idea the like writing the like idea it just that 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 was the only one that i think was like the rest of them were were terrible (laughs) (laughs) one of them they were right had a good script um it was like like yeah it was lyric had a good script it was something like do you have so many blackheads that so-and-so thinks they found a new constellation? Like, I thought there was kind of funny one-liners, but a lot of delivery was really poor. Ivana, 
vamp I think overloaded on the CPT order or something. She was so chill. I was just yeah. so low energy sitting up on that table out in her back garden. It was just. But so even strange. her, like, and then actually, even like her runway walk, uh, Maria, I know like Maria Callas is kind of like operatic, sort of. Mm. So she was giving a lot of that, but it was very low energy. Very but I liked low that because I, I got the character she was putting across yeah. of Maria Callas. Um, and I just think, I think. They were like divinity should have been in the bottom two for that Beyonce look. And look, yes. I don't know what what she was talking about when she was waving that wand around in front of the pyramids. But also, that. I'm just gonna say it. There is different levels of cultural sensitivities clearly exist in different locations, and mm-hmm. different people have different appropriateness. So just sticking a person doing a weird Asian impression in front of a pyramid and then having them sort of like do a very questionable sort of like throw that up acrobatics with a wand it just I was just like I don't know what I'm watching here and I feel like this wouldn't fly on a different yeah. version of this show yeah, it just I, it just was bad so I thought she should have been in Beyonce in the words of RuPaul impersonating Beyonce was not your destiny child get in the bottom two mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah I could see why Lareach deserved to be in there as well for the Kim Kardashian but I kind of enjoyed that I like the reference because I got it. I didn't think yeah. it was executed particularly well. But yeah. then I did kind of think, like, look at the rest of the stage. Like, you can't be, like, saying, oh, we're all about details here when, you know, you're giving a pass to... You're giving a Brittany. pass to, to, to Britney, exactly. And yeah. Gaga as, like, kind of, like, that isn't Gaga. That is, like, a 2008 girl deciding to go as Gaga for Halloween, having just watched the fame... Or just <laughs> listened to the fame monster. Yeah. Yo, listens to the fame. No, not even the fame once. Just the fame. Listen to the listen fame. Listen to once. the fame once. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm edgy. <laughs> so Ivana goes home. Still, the only queen to have gone home yet first. And she, and like I think that's a shame because she was one of the ones that I liked the most. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm gonna miss Nedry. Nedry. <laughs> You should Ned, You should Google Nedry from um, Jurassic Park. Very, very similar face. Oh, okay. <laughs> With the glasses. Some for everybody. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I am going to miss Ivana, I think. But then again, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I won't. I I'm not going to say I'm going to miss though. them, but they were one of my favorites. I'm sorry to see them go. I've just looked up Dennis Nedry. I can see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I... Like, I, I think that... The second episode I found a struggle to watch. Like, I just kind of... Because there was so many segments, and all the segments are, like, defined with kind of, like... And then we have the mini challenge, and then we have... And even the, like, little kind of a lip sync thing coming up before the lip sync. And it's, like, you know, like, all these different, like, little mini bits. um, And (laughs) it just dragged on. And and you are right. Like, everything, there's so much additional kind of... In there, <laughs> there's the walkthrough with Tommaso, and then there's the walkthrough with Chiara, and the, yeah, there's just so. And then and like, Priscilla pops in for a minute, and let's talk about the episode three because this is a masterclass in fucking filling time. Who are the producers in this episode? Were brilliant at bullshitting in their essays in college. They were just yeah, like, let me tell reading. you the history of of, of King Louis the Fourteenth's wives or whatever, or Henry VIII's wives. Well, it's absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, they just show in so much filler. Like, Tiziano Ferro, this Italian singer who I had to look up, he gave them all a little spiel on top of the on top of the Jigsaw mini challenge. Then there's this spiel from him 
uh, for each th- I've looked you all up let me let me let me ask you a question and then set you a challenge based on the answer to your question although I've never met you before it was like I'm gonna be on. honest with you as I said to you in a message when I was watching it he needs to be either like on the panel or the host next year because I did find him the best like he is I like better him, than yeah. all the rest of them that jigsaw mini challenge should never have made it to air <laughs> like what what even was that <laughs> so they had to complete the jigsaw based on the look but some of them didn't know what the look was so someone had completed the look and they were like no no that's not the corresponding look to the challenge put that back in the box. but like they didn't even think to have like a picture of the completed thing on them so that you could like reference what you were you know like they just were like you had these like five frames or seven frames yeah and then you had like 28 like bits of metallic poster or, or magnetic poster in it. And then you all had to like go rummaging through it to try and find the bits that... I think the challenge was you have to remember what the iconic look was. Because whoever gets it wrong is the Electra. It was like so embarrassing. I got it wrong. I was like, I just don't know. Like, I mean... Who is the equivalent here? Like Linda I, Martin. I knew you were going to me. And I, I, the only person I could think of was Twink. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda well, no, like, Martin's I, I, a better answer. <laughs> but like I, I wouldn't like... Samantha I could the mumba. <laughs> well, so for like, I mean, in that situation, like there's probably like one Linda Martin look that I would be able to be like oh I, I kind of remember that one <laughs> there was also uh, if they're doing Linda Martin one of the looks would have to be the one she sang Get, oh, Get Lucky, Lucky. <laughs> and actually one of them would be the one where she started screaming from the audience at your man from um, oh my god what's this I can't remember what Aslan or something I can't remember her screaming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, what a meme queen is! I know. Linda. Is Linda Martin? Is, is Linda Martin zip up your Mickey or is that Twink? I can never remember. Oh, I can't remember it. I, I, <laughs> I think Twink is zip up your Mickey. Um. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like I said, if they're going to give, there was just so much. There was a mini challenge. Then there was this Tiziano guy, right? And then, and then they go and they record the song, and this man, your man Stefano. Magnanesi comes out. Well, no, you're forgetting about the dancing first. Oh, oh, so sorry, they do sorry. a load of dancing first, and then he rocks out. <laughs> and and like you don't actually hear any of the dancing. It's just like all it, in this yeah. montage with this basic free license to use uh, music. I was like, I don't need to see this. Like the like even the US when we get a bit of a oh, widow keeps doing the one dance move over and over again. There's a bit of a narrative there. There was no narrative. We didn't need to see it. Then Stefano comes out, and honestly, he's he's treated like he's the king of Italy. Oh, they keep calling him Maestro. <laughs> oh, Maestro. <laughs> Tell us, Maestro. <laughs> We're so honored for you to be here. Like, Priscilla's basically like, can I get you anything? A coffee, a blowjob? What would you like? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, this is a privilege for the queens <laughs> and for me. Like, Do you know, in Princess Diaries, um, Sandra O oh, and she's like to the to the queen she's like this is the only this is the, our finest china queen and the cup is shaking on the saucer and then the mum like, just gets like this like carving like plastic cup that's what that's what Stefano that was the Stefano yeah. team got um, 
But, um, but then and, again, we didn't hear any of the singing either. So like, no. we didn't really get any of the like, are they going to be good? Are they going to like? There was it wasn't like they were using it as a plot point like they normally do in the musical, where it's like, it you know, oh, is this person singing not going to be good? Is this person's dancing not going to be good? Like it was just sort of this really extended, and it was shot in this like weird kind of like studio back like black lit kind of. Mm-hmm. They were all sitting there like they were in the Fame Academy. Like it was very just sort of like I don't know they let some like any or they let some like ncad students in to like have a go it was real sort of master class lighting really with the black and the oh yeah it really was (laughs) (laughs) now look at the end of the day i thought the song was quite good it was very catchy i enjoyed it yeah it was better than the like maxima musical we had for holland or even i know we did have a musical for la veneno but i feel i got to know Raphaela better than some of the other queens we've been yeah. taught about in other franchises um, and I thought like the bit with Savannah was good because he was explaining how she was superstitious and that fed into the lyrics and stuff which I thought was, was beneficial but again like I'd say like obviously I edit this show and I'm not a master editor but I do think sometimes being like well look the, I could leave this in but it's a bit boring I'll take it out because means they can put more good stuff in that's what they need in this they could have taken out 20 minutes pre but that's the thing like is it they had like the sh- like the, they want to try we assume they're trying to fill an hour because that's kind of the the standard length which means you're like like unless they're, they have to fill two hours with advertising in like when mm. this is where this is shown in which case obviously they need an hour and 20 minutes of content but it's like at what cost guys <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so much filler um, inter- like interesting panel though. I don't know. Did you look up Vladimir Luxaria? But they were the, they're the first uh, elected trans politician in Europe. Oh, I I wondered what the hell that weird dragon was. <laughs> yeah, that was their mascot, I think. Um, yeah. And the other person was I didn't look them up, but they seemed to be like a stylist, and they seemed cool as well. So they are my favorite guest judges so far for this season. Not Tiziano. Well, who makes I, his comeback? I liked Tiziano, <laughs> and I agree with you. I'd like to see him on the judging panel, but I guess I didn't see him as a guest judge because he didn't give them any critiques. But yeah, that is true. That is true. But I didn't. Uh, no, I did. I did two like videos from him. No, we definitely didn't need two videos from him, and I think the first one could have been shorter as well. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, because they could. Like the thing about it is as well is that they could still have let him have those conversations with the girls because obviously they were really meaningful and they were really like they they really cared about getting those messages so let them have those conversations but then you just don't need edit to, show us us. to give us yeah give us give us just like the the, the like give us the like the i don't know the, the kernel of us that's all we need to see mm. yeah right well we're we're probably rambling on now at this point let's get into the actual challenge uh who did you think did the best i'm going to be honest with you you can't say, tell the difference. I don't really don't think I can tell the difference. Uh, memory memorable lies. The was it is it Divinity yeah. who came out very last wearing no, the red. Farida came out last. F- so Farida and Divinity was in the um Divinity was in the second bunch with Lareach and she was on the left yes. hand side. Yes. So I think the two of them stood out to me. I did also quite like Enorma's performance. Yeah, me too. Um, and I thought that Ave Hanger, Ava Hanger, was definitely more in, more in the bottom mm. than than her. I actually totally agreed with the judges pretty much in this. I, for me, Divinity, Farida, and um, 
Enorma were the top top three for me, and I would have put Electra in the top four because I just thought she looked she did an alright performance. She yeah. looked fantastic. I, I, Ava I didn't was bad. Their, was I didn't, bad. I didn't understand their like obsession with La Bumbas or La Bamba La Bumba La Bumba La Bamba. I wasn't mad on La Bumbag, but um, just even because like that dressed like that idea of the paper doll dress mm. i sort of like i feel like i've seen it done better or like if you're gonna do that at like you know have like one or two so you can swap or something yeah it is quite novel but i don't know why she didn't do one for the back another dress on the back she just had to run around with it just in the front and yeah she kind of did less makeup she still looked quite boy so yeah and i thought they seem to love that she's on a journey they seem to love that for her and mm, don't yeah. care for too much I also want to shout out the pit crew in the performance they were on one thing. that was that was a lot of very big dancing very big dancing <laughs> it was a lot of emotions for safe like it was yeah it was pirouettes and you know, what, what's like a cartwheels and everything like, just to fill time it was very uh, strange yeah like there was so many of them as well I was like here we are having to reduce the like capacities of our venues to 50% and like you know everywhere closing down at midnight and there they are with like 7,000 pit crew to flinging them around the they stage all, they all had the energy of Jack McFarland from, from Winning Grace like that's what they all had all trying to steal the show <laughs> Oh God! Uh, who's um, Raffaella? Look, did you like the most? If you could remember, maybe just describe the dress if you can't remember the name. Oh my God! Which of those did I like the best? I can tell you the ones that I didn't enjoy okay. so much. <laughs> the the La Riche, not La Riche, The hey, it was the La Riche reveal. Yeah. Into the the black one with the um with the stones on it, and I was and that had the the blonde hair reveals as well. No, some, I, someone else had the blonde hair. Did it not, did it not, did it, did Maybe not she like did the, one as well, but I know Divinity did the three blonde hair. Oh, I got bored of that <clears throat> Divinity reveal okay. thing. But their one that didn't stand, stood out to me as just being very, very, very basic. Yeah. Um, what, what she wore before the reveal was nicer. And I actually yeah, recognised it agree. from the mini challenge. Yes. Uh, I didn't really enjoy Enorma's look overall. I thought it was quite basic. Mm-hmm. Um... The bumba, the bumbag, as as I've been saying, um, I sort of liked the idea, but thought it could have gone further. And now I'm trying to remember what the other what the other. So Farida, ha- Farida and Infinity both had the same blue bow, sort of pointy bow. Look. Yes, Farida's and it was, was nicer, right? Yes, Farida's one was the one with like the really prominent kind of spikes, mm. and that did look beautiful. Um, and both of them. The, and it, who was the other person then? Who am I trying to remember? Uh, you may be trying to remember Avangar, who gave us the tr- oh, the the trucker. Gave us nothing. She gave us nothing. I mean, she looked like very like a kind of a mutton dressed as lamb, Sandy from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like I could see the, the there was obviously like I saw it and I was like, okay. There's obviously a music video where she where. You know, Raffaella went sort of black velvet, you know, for a music video. Yeah. But it was more the makeup I had the issue with. Like, it just, it was very boyish. And I know, like, Avakar was incredibly angry backstage. And I kind of get it as well because she is doing this sort of like purposefully, I'm a boy with hairy arms and drag. And I can imagine being told by 
dweebs like us or Tomasa who's never done drag in their life being like you're not doing drag right will be really annoying but overall like the look wasn't great but I think that's the thing it's like because it's not actually about the like it's not like it's about the the costume you know mm. like the costume wasn't felt I don't know like I mean obviously people have the, the people only have a certain amount of resources to try and pull things together but I just think that that look didn't come together in a way like well as opposed to me it did just say more grease and, and that's yeah. just what I saw when I saw it and I was like that's like Mrs. Krabappel from The Simpsons doing a having a having a, a grease moment I, yeah and I just I, I'm finding the the makeup quite distracting as to sort of how like the lips are overdrawn but it like I don't know it's so you so much can see the I don't know I yeah. guess it is just a ma- it's a masculine like they have a very masculine shaping and therefore like trying to feminize that is something that would take an awful lot of skill mm. and they're not they're like they're actually not like they're actively saying well that's not part of what i do yeah so it's distracting <clears throat> for me and maybe that's because i've been so trained by the rupaul's drag race school of look like a woman that that i kind of i'm distracted by it and i wonder does, i do does like it them work? as a yeah no me too i wonder does it work better when they when they're giving more of a open brief whereas in this place it's look like this woman and that's obviously where they're going to fall down because they don't try to look as like a woman as much in their drag maybe that's probably yeah how it exposed the cracks yeah um but anyway it's Larish and avagar who are lip syncing which i thought was fair they're- actually can we talk about the yeah. can we talk about the the structure of the show yes with the fact that they do right you four step forward mm. like so they get their critiques then it's you four step forward. You two, like, it's kind of like there's two of you are in the bottom and you will be able to guess who that is based on the fact that they got the negative critique and there's two that are in the top who got the positive critique. Well, and it's is like, there two in the top? There's like, well, yeah, there's two there was... in the bottom and there's a winner and then there's a miscellaneous. <laughs> that's what confuses me. <laughs> so maybe that's what it's meant to be because I, like, just because in that they gave the special shout out to Laquisha to basically be like, oh, you know, we, we want to keep you here to let you know how great it is. Because I was just thinking, like, when they say, oh, we've got some decisions to make, it's like, well, what decisions exactly? Because you've already got the two people who are in the bottom and the two people who are in the top. So, like, what are you talking about now? Yeah. It is, I agree with you, it is very strange. And I often feel, in both episodes, the queens who were safe did better than the second top queen, if that makes any sense. So it's like yeah. the winner, everyone who was safe, the second top queen and then the bottom two is yeah. how it normally stacks for me i just think that's such a strange way of doing it yeah it really is like or at least they could like i mean it would make more sense if they were to announce the winner before they went back for the untucked bit mm. and say you three are up for are like potentially up for elimination we're going to talk about that because at least you'd understand what was happening yeah whereas instead it's like is it supposed to have a sort of an era of like perhaps this person who got great critiques could like be in the bottom because they had, I don't know, it was, it's very confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes no sense. And actually I'm glad you stopped me there because we haven't talked, spoken about untucked. So you said you kind of glazed out. I kind of glazed out. Like I, I, Fair. my experience. It was an hour into the episode at that point. <laughs> <laughs> More, the reason I glazed out of it was because like, Every Untucked has been the same, which is them all talking over each other, like them all sort of like being extremely emotive and that nothing seems to ever really happen in it. It sort of is a case of like, they do all get extremely emotional. They all get very kind of like big and sort of... And I just was like, oh God, nothing's going to come out of this. So I sort of, I checked my phone and then 
like there was like Stormy's dropping off and then the end of the episode confirmed that actually there had been something much bigger going on than I had noticed. Yeah, uh, so I even though I watched it, again, it's just three people talking and it isn't the best subtitles in the world. You don't know who's saying what at any point, but it felt like it started off avant-garde giving out about their critiques and then a Norma Jean kind of had a go at them and then Farida had a go at her and then Lucretia jumped in and also had a go at Enorma and then Enorma went off on the strop. But what was a weird thing is they put this little text box up on screen and I had to pause it to translate what it said. <laughs> and it said, uh, let me get it up on my phone. Because <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it said, soon the discussion between the queens will have a really unexpected ending. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck does that mean? And then it cuts to the panel. And then after the lip sync, that thing comes up again. And then we see the little bit at the end. So I guess someone's going home, but we, I, I don't... Maybe they're going to bring... They're going to bring Ivana Vamp back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's start again for the next three episodes. <laughs> But also, they only have, like, two more episodes yeah, left. Yeah, we're halfway through and only one person's gone home. <laughs> There's going to have to be, you know... There like, needs to be a double elimination. Oh, at least. May- maybe they'll do, like, an elimination mini-challenge, which actually would be pretty iconic. Oh, that would be good. Because be we good. have never had that. No. Yeah. You feel, feel bad for whoever, like, would get sent home in a mini-challenge, like, wearing quick drag. But also, I'd be like, get those bitches out. <laughs> We need to start moving some bodies, people. We've got a finale to film. <laughs> the next week, like, Priscilla's like, you guys are all safe to pack your things and go home because you're out of the competition. <laughs> the show's over and the winner is, the winner is Tinzano or whatever his name was. <laughs> uh, let's finish it on saying I loved that Rafaela Cara song. I thought the fiesta. I think it was also oh, in Spanish yeah. as well, which was a fun challenge for them. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I think that she is going to be a new feature of my listening habits. I check so my spot. Check my Spotify Wrapped 2022 to see how true that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. That's almost 50 minutes. That's almost as long as half an episode of Italia. Um, we'll be back <laughs> after this with a great conversation with Too Much Michael about uh, the latest episode of Drag Race Canada. Too much, Michael. Thank you so much for coming back on to the show. Last time we were chatting, we were speaking about big drag energy. Now we're chatting about Canada's Drag Race, your 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 home advantage territory. Exactly. Tell us, how are you finding season two? How is it going down in Canada? Is it better than season one? What are your thoughts? Season two of Canada's Drag Race is absolutely amazing. And I must say that I, it's a little <laughs> saddening that it's not getting as much attention as last season was. I think it's just because... Drag Race UK is such a big deal that all the international people watching, they would rather go to Drag Race UK, I guess, than come to Canada. I don't know what it is, but the girls are amazing. They're bringing a lot more fashion than season one of Canada's Drag Race, that's for sure. Uh, there's not as much as much drama between the girls as season one, but there's still a lot of personality and there's still a really fun group of girls. And I think they're really amazing. Yeah, I do think it, particularly in the last two episodes of the roast and the 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 makeover challenge, 
like the girls are really coming into their own their personalities particularly like Kendall it's like Kendall Jenner like gender finally actually arrived last yeah. week and now is getting a lot of the talking heads and you're starting to like I I had really very limited opinion of of them until more or less the the the, the last week when that suddenly they were much more vocal and much more present and I'm like oh you're funny oh you're yeah. charming oh you're like you made me cry when you were talking about how much you love your partner so it's like suddenly you're seeing the personalities but I don't think there's anyone that like hits you in their face with their personality quite as much as say like a lemon or a Jimbo did and I do think that's yeah. probably something that people are looking for but it's like mm -hmm. every season of Drag Race has its own flavor so this one just that's doesn't true. have that same like doesn't have that same thing but it's also it's it is really good I feel like watching the talking heads, <laughs> um, I saw Kamora Hall, Kamora Moore. You see so yeah. many names, Kamora Hall. That's yeah. a different, <laughs> name different Kamora Black. Yeah. <laughs> Kamora Amor. Um, she was giving me that Priyanka vibes with their talking head where it's like really narrating the season and giving yeah. me a lot of energy. And she went home last, last week, I guess, with the roast challenge. Yeah. But then I like Isis because she gives a lot of sass in her interviews and I think it's really funny and she's always in her own little world thing. She reminds me so much of Alyssa Edwards. Yes, very much that. Even the way she paints. Yeah, all of so it. Similar. And you're right, they're coming into their own. I'm seeing a lot more personality as the season is progressing and I feel like it's a really good season. Yeah, it's short, yeah. but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so too. And I can't remember the last time I've watched a season where, and maybe this is an edit thing, or maybe this just speaks to the caliber of the queens that you're kind of like anyone could go home at any point, really. Like normally, by about five or six episodes, you're like, okay, they're your tops. Yeah, you see the pack start to thin, but that didn't really happen at any point. Yeah, mm -hmm, I agree. I it took me a while to be like, this is where I see th these are the girls I see in the top three or top four because for most of the season i'm like it could be any one of you yeah everyone looks mm. great everyone's doing a decent job and it was i think it was last week when i was like okay i think i have a winner now but before that i really couldn't tell it was very even oh who's your winner okay uh let's see <laughs> i feel like isis is a sure shot for the top three and Whoever goes up against her is going to have a really hard time beating her. I feel like she could really win this. That she is who I I also I have my eye on. I, I think that see, I'm here for Pythia. I mean, I think Pythia is definitely to the top three, absolutely. But I think that I I don't know. I feel like Isis sort of has the edge. She, I think I she think does. That, I think yeah. that my my top three is probably Isis, Pythia, and and Kendall. I think they're the the top three in my mind they're the ones who are doing the oh it's usually a top four though now isn't it i can't it's remember. going to be a top three next week is the reunion and they're kicking one girl out of the top four what yeah i saw that i don't know how that is this going to be an all-stars three that's what thing i'm thinking it has to be a voting situation because how else will you know who to kick out oh i feel so sad for geometric because uh, <laughs> it's going to be such a sad way to go home <laughs> <laughs> just on the top three for me Gia I think is going to feel the, for me, it feels like they're going to fill the top three more I don't know I just I just think Kendall got a bit of a, a slow start I don't know if they'll make top three but it's hard to know and and I was just trying to think like I just think Pythia 
occupies a space that's incredibly unique. I think Isis is a great drag queen and is clearly fierce in looks and stuff. I don't know if there's anything about her that necessarily is distinctly new. Whereas Pythia has a really think, fresh and point of view. That you I know think what? Looking at Pythia, it reminds she reminds me a lot of um, Crystal Method. Yeah, in that same yeah, vein, yeah. where it's like she's going to make it far because she is a bit quirky. She has a great point of view. She's very talented, but I just don't see her winning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll do a puppet with, with dropping an egg into someone's mouth and doing all in the final minute. Vomiting into a bird's mouth, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely see the crystal method uh, comparison, but I think mm. that like Isis is, or not Isis, uh, that Pythia is maybe, like there was, there was sort of a very, there was a kind of a jokey, funny, like underside to crystal, like a very kind of like goofy energy. Yeah. That I don't think Pythia really has, and I think that sort of that that missing would probably be the thing that would, if she had that, that would kind of push her over. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Because when I think back at some of my favorite runways of the season, you know, I think of Pythia's two-headed look and Pythia's centaur look. I thought was fantastic. Oh as my well. god! Inspired by our very own Katie Price. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so whereas I don't know I, I can't really think of Isis's bondage look but she's also served across the board as well but let's jump back to the roast of Brooklyn I thought this was really fun of course they've done this sort of format before but I guess it's still just fresh because there's new judges up there one of my favourite jokes was Kendall and they didn't show it in the roast maybe because they'd already showed it before which was like I know why you're being so harsh to me it's because I look like Evie Oddly yes. I thought that was really good I really wanted I love that one that was really good I feel like there are a lot of funny moments in that roast, even though there are some cringy moments. There are a lot of funny moments. Uh, My favorite Mm. in the roast was Kendall, just because it was, I like when someone's doing a roast and they don't have to look at a paper. That's a thing for me. I'm like, it Mm -hmm. takes me out of it. So she was amazing. But just the sheer energy of Isis and how she was feeling her oats, and she was walking around, and she's like, oh, I'm good at this. Oh, you can't stand me. I, was, I lived mm. for it. I loved that as well. I, the one thing with Isis I got distracted was she kept looking over, or when, I, when they were showing her, they showed her an awful lot, like, looking over at the, at the, queens. At the queens, and there was, like, a feeling mm. of kind of a disconnect between the audience then um, that I found kind of, a bit off-putting and i was like i also was like just let her keep going let her yeah. have the other five ten minutes i want to hear the rest i was so entertained by all of that because <laughs> yeah. you know with stand-up it's obviously incredibly rehearsed but i think when you get those moments that whether they are genuinely ad hoc or at least they feel ad hoc i think it really helps you suspend that disbelief and you're like she's up there enjoying herself and makes it feel like it's coming out of her mouth naturally and i always think of Sasha Velour and her roast and she does her Michelle is so Jersey, Jersey yeah. because A, B and C and then she kind of does a I have loads of these yeah. it's just those really nice moments that you're like you're just really brought along on the journey with it yeah, yeah. I like that no. absolutely what were some I of the most awkward moments for you guys in the roast I, I think that Gia's was really, really bad. Um, that mm. like whole like I love sucking dick. Oh my god, I can take. And I was just like, why are you, what it what weird. is this? Like why why are you doing this to us? Um, and I did find the beginning of Adriana's very awkward. The kind of like the stumbling. But I, I think yeah. as well, like it's, it 
they don't when they don't put music behind it and you can just hear the like the noise of the cards shuffling on the table and like the the feet and stuff you're just like you're, you're doing them so dirty because you're adding that atmosphere of cringe yeah that's true what adriana had one of my favorite lines um brad you're the gay poodle of bitches <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what she was like, I'm like the trio of Gia, Kendall, and Cynthia destroyed, or whatever. She was talking about topics so much. Yeah. yeah. She had some good lines in there, but yeah, it was a, a strange delivery. For me, the most awkward moment was when Kimora kind of went all angry, Miss Trunchbull, and started shouting at Adrian. Yeah. All about, um, like, she, oh. I thought she had some good jokes. But yeah. then she went a different direction. And I know it's so, when I was reviewing it, I, th- I thought, okay, I find some of this funny. Not everything, but a lot of it funny. But yeah. <laughs> there's a, a lot of different schools of comedy. And in the Black community, I don't know if you guys know uh, some of Black comedians, but they curse a lot. Yeah. Their jokes. And I felt like she was doing that 90s, 80s style Richard okay. Pryor type mm. Every other word is like a Samuel L. Jackson film. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can curse absolutely. as much as you want. <laughs> you can even so say pussy. He <laughs> <laughs> was doing so much of that that it took away from all the jokes. And then the delivery was mm. one note, and the note was, yeah. ah. So. Yeah. 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 That was that. And like for, for a queen who really is very bouncy, like in the talking heads and very breezy yeah. and natural and has a core of kind of like a warmth to them. And she's really animated as well. Yeah. You know, like that too. You are like, you were, you, you're, you're right. Like it was that sort of like stripped back 90s kind of like, you know, there, there was, she didn't allow her kind of go to the places where she really excels. I yeah. think that, and it's interesting because, it, like, obviously in the 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 run through with that Emma lady, who I all the jokes about her, I loved. I loved that. What well, who was it? The joke about it? you you win her, you can take her home. Who or good luck to you, whoever the fuck you are. I <laughs> that was ISIS. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was the like that I I properly barked out <laughs> laughing out loud at that. Um, but yeah, no, I um I lost my train of thought there because I got distracted by by how great that joke was. But yes, with with um. Oh, with Kimura, I think that she lo- she didn't allow herself used the skills she had that like could have like really made herself excel. Um, and it got it did come off as kind of angry. Yeah, I think so too. And actually, back to your question about the most awkward moment, the most awkward moment actually was Kimura in the lip sync. I mean, oh. what was going on there? Oh my god, <laughs> I I couldn't watch. Like, I, like. I wish I could have just skipped it, but I actually do a reaction for my Patreon. And so I had to like keep watching and I just was like, oh, can it be over? <laughs> it was just, I like, was, I was sad. Say, I would say it was worse. It was worse than Butterfly Gate. Yeah. Like it just, you know, in a, like, I stop, I want to get off yeah. of it all. It was just so desperate and at the same time, so distant. Like, are you even here? When she, when they asked her, and she said, I was not even here. I don't know what I was doing. I was like, I see that. Like you, because she wanted to leave in the first place. They showed yeah. that. Mm. And then they put her in the bottom. And she's just like, I would have rathered she walked off the stage like Ginny Lemon. Yes, yeah. I would have. I, I That would have been better in that moment. Or just to have even just said, look, I see I've reached the point. And I actually respect a person who has the like, 
you know, wherewithal and foresight to look around the room, understand their placing in the competition, be able to say, I'm not going to win this competition. I'm very proud of myself. So I'm going to take, I don't need to push myself or stress myself. I can leave now with my head held high. And it's like, she could have really left her head held high if she had just said on the stage, I know that this is my limit in this competition. Thanks for the opportunity and walking away instead of whatever that piece of art that was created was. Yeah. When I talked to her, she said, I don't do this type of music. It's a boy band. They're talking about like masturbation or whatever the case is. I don't understand it. It's never something I would ever perform. And in my mind, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't want to be here. I feel bad. I don't like this situation, but let me just be playful towards Gia. And in her, she's like, in my mind, I was just being playful and like grinding on her. But for us as viewers, it's like, you're impeding her performance. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're turning your back to the, to the cameras and you're crawling around and it's just so awkward. Yeah. It was bad. And in her head, maybe she just probably thinks she's being herself, but to us, she's like a big raven. <laughs> just, it makes her presence on stage seem like Menacing. double the fact because of all the wings. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big crow on the stage, like literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a, the black cloud over someone's head. That was literally what, what, how she was emulating it. Even even with the, with the attitude of like, I'm not going to win. I'm going to go home. I understand that if it was like a, you know, your local, not your local, but like it wasn't on TV or whatever. The way I would see it is I'm not going to win, but sure, I might as well just stay around because the more airtime I have, the better it is for my brand and the more success I'll have. So I didn't necessarily understand that. I, I, I could just with yeah. the with the the amount of stress you would be under if you kind of are like, well, like you're kind of thinking I'm not going to win. I've been here for this many weeks. I could stop all this stress now. Because if I don't go home this week, I'm going to go home next week or the week after. So I, I think it makes mm. sense to, if you understand, right, this is to, to be like, I'm going to leave now. Um, and she probably felt like the writing was on the wall as well. Like, clearly, she felt like the writing was on the wall. I think yeah. so, too. Um, I don't think of her as one of those queens that went on Drag Race to become famous. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't see her being that queen because she seems very comfortable in her career in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she maybe because I tried to get it out of her like, what was your goal going on the show and stuff? And she it seemed like she just wanted a platform to talk about issues that were important yeah. to her because you can see her do that a lot in confessionals and in the workroom and even on the main set. She just she yeah. used all of her time to talk about issues that she thought were were important. But as far as like getting a lot of airtime so you can go on tour and sell merch. It didn't feel like she was trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I, I I feel that actually from her as well. And I like I think that like to go on to the show like that to use your platform to share and talk about important issues that can try and have an impact on people on, on people is like very important thing to do. But also as a drag queen, drag race is the Olympics of drag as 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 Rue says. So like if you are someone who has a competitive streak and you know, wants to see kind of how far, of course, you're going to want to apply for it and push yourself to get onto it, just even to sort of prove to yourself you can. So there's possibly even an element of just like doing it because it's part of what you do now as a drag queen in a place where there is a franchise of drag race. Right. Yeah. And she's a pageant queen. So it makes sense for them to like want to see how, what, what can I do on a show like this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whose Dungeon and Dragon look was your favorite? 
Oof. It's hard to say. I'm trying to remember all of them. Okay, I'll give you a quick recap here. Oh, so nice. Gia did, did the... <laughs> <laughs> so James is showing that us is, Katie Price. That is Katie Price. As the centaur. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, uh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> Page three model Katie Price, the Katie inspiration Price. of a drag race legend. Uh, Pythia was my favorite one, though. I think that's that the, the you know, yeah, I thought Geomet- geometric. Sorry, I thought Pythia was really good. I only thought I wish the back legs were the same size as the front because yeah. the back mm. of her looked malnourished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like your dress has to touch the floor and your back legs need to touch yeah. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> your requirements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Gia gave us like the lizard queen, which to me looks more like plants and leaves than scales. I wasn't sure what that was about. Adriana was this like amphibian mer person. Isis gave us like the evil queen, which for me kind of read more as fairy tale rather than like Dungeons and Dragons. Kendall gave us like the sort of s- snake elf look. I wrote it was a bit basic. And then Kimura, of course, gave us the, the raven look. Uh, I I actually preferred Isis's look because it gave me like a Mad Max feel and mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was a different look for her. I, I didn't expect that look. And so I liked it. Mm. But yeah. Pythia... Yeah. Her creativity and where her mind goes for outfits yeah. always blows my mind. Yeah, yeah completely. Mm. Yeah, no, she Absolutely. she has such an interesting eye, and every like co- she can take concepts. Like even when we talk about the the makeover challenge, the way she was able to put together that vision and sort of collaborate with the with, with their partner, like it was a beautiful thing to see. Um, and Wasn't that an amazing mind. episode? Oh my god, yeah. I I cried so much. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i think this episode is a is a fantastic example of what canada's season does the best which is just the production the way they take the challenges and they give them fresh touches that don't feel like we've ran out of ideas like snatch game at sea it's like how can we keep this relevant how can we actually do this well like the rain was it the rail rainbow Rainbow railroads last season fantastic this a really great idea even like the ball with the seven deadly sins they're just really smart and they're really on it and they really have fun ways of of putting a spin on challenges that we've seen 20 30 times before you know Yeah. yeah yeah I even loved uh, when, because normally it's like top three, top four, or just throughout the season, you'll get a video message from home. They got yeah. a whole FaceTime call from yeah. their partners yeah. and their loved ones. I loved that whole moment. Was, Me and too. I, as far as the makeover goes, I really want them to continue this type of thing where it's not... Yeah family resemblance because i'm so over it <laughs> i'm so yeah. over it yeah. yeah and it like it also like it, it instantly becomes like if you have to like if family resemblance the way it seems to have been defined an awful lot on the us one is like make this person look like a carbon copy of you but that means that there you're going to be restricted or there's going to be natural sort of biases will emerge if a person doesn't naturally have the same so i think like this kind of show a connection tell a story is a much fairer and equal way and allows sort of mm. everyone to participate no matter who they're partnered with yeah yeah the, the and i just advantage. like when you're making over somebody to be the best version of themselves yes yeah 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 absolutely um so who did like did you think Pythia deserved the win in this? All right. I 
<laughs> I loved her makeover um, yeah. for her uh, um, partner. I thought it was so well done from head to toe. I loved it. But I didn't love Pythia's outfit. I know Pythia made the outfit. Nor did I. Yeah, yeah, I know she made it there, and that was impressive. But I just thought it was so basic. Yeah. And it didn't service her well. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't have given it to I her. hated the black and white tights. I hated them. It was, oh, it was yeah. like Halloween. Like, are you a Sanderson sister or something? Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It, it looked like the stockings sticking out from underneath the height in the Wizard of Oz. Like it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think um, she hampered herself because, like, she. I, I. We possibly she had a look that she could have pulled that she'd brought with her that she could have worn alongside that, and then she would have had even more time to put into, like the the look that she created for her partner. Um. But yeah, you're right. Like her look was was fairly basic, but I think that the job she did on her partner was amazing. And I think that was the strongest storytelling as well. And um, although I mm. did love Gia's like stupid Fran Drescher kind of <laughs> storyline. <laughs> I love that too. I thought Gia yeah, did a great I, job considering yeah, her first exactly. episode when she tried to make something and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go too well. Um yeah, agreed. I thought also was it was a Clover had the biggest transformation. I kind of felt obviously you know some of them went swapped over genders, but I just kind of felt that didn't look like the same person in terms of their energy. They just looked like they'd really sort of felt the power of drag through them, and I think that's what the essence of this episode is. So oh, which that's one's kind of why Clover? Was Clover and Gia's partner? With Pythia. Pythia's partner. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. They had it. They looked really confident. They did. A, I loved that. I loved everything about mm. that makeover specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was interesting. So, what? Well, Gia is safe. Adrianus puts her into the bottom. Pythia wins, and then it's like between Isis and Kendall, and it's like, okay, Isis, they loved the looks, but they didn't get the story. Kendall, they loved the story, didn't get the looks. So it was interesting to see which one they obviously prioritize as important and they prioritize story. Did you think that was fair? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I agree. I I like Isis look I think they just knew that Isis's outfit would move amazingly in lip sync. And they yeah. knew that there was no way that they knew that this was at Adriana's time to go home. So they were like, We'll put this bitch in the bottom, she can twirl around, it'll look spectacular. <laughs> like I agree with you hundred <laughs> percent. Because there's no way Isis should have been in the bottom. Yeah. Even if they said they didn't get the story, but I got it. Because yeah. I went to school with kids that were that had really eccentric parents that would drop them off in the most gaudy and awful attire. And I'd be like, yeah. What is your mom wearing? <laughs> so <laughs> I know that person. And I thought the dress she made was amazing for Michaela. Yes. Yeah. And she, yeah. Michaela looked beautiful, confident. Isis looked amazing. I do agree that she could have chosen a different outfit that looked more like the parent yeah. of a teenager. But I didn't think it was that far off for the story not to be making sense. Yeah. And actually, like, even thinking about it, like, that sort of story, that, that sort of like that extremely glamorous woman who's sending the sort of daughter off to prom that will be wearing the sort of like that stunning red dress of course that person's going to be wearing an over-the-top outfit themselves like so it yeah. it almost does make sense in 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 that way as well but i i love the two of them and i kind of 
like they mentioned the sort of fire and ice thing and so like she was in the like blue and ice colors and then Michaela was in the red and so like I was like that's kind of the link as well like they're doing this story of like the the opposites and yeah I I thought it was unfair that she was she was in the bottom but I I, I really felt like as if it had like Adriana had reached a point in the competition where this was the natural you know, this was her exit on the motorway. You know, this was this was the point that she was turning off and they just needed to put someone in the bottom against her and decided to throw ISIS in for, I don't know, questionable reasons. <laughs> I, I thought it was... I've not... Uh, well, second. I was just saying, you're we're right. ISIS is the only person I thought they could have put in the bottom that would have beat her. Yeah. Maybe if Kendall had been in the bottom, she was in a very restrictive type of outfit True. too. And it... It was very weird, so it wouldn't have moved well with the song. Yeah. Isis had on that, the dance costume. She could have yeah. easily kicked her out, so that's why they used her. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, although I agree, I don't think Isis should have been in the bottom. I, I, I didn't personally get the story between the two of them. Like, was it fire and ice? Like, the, the, the mum's look looked so... Like, I felt they were, they were just sisters more so than, than mother and daughter. But I think... Like in terms of the different criteria, okay, she didn't have a story, but she looked great and her makeover e looked fantastic. And I think they should have been enough to save because Kendall's outfit was was like by far the worst. So <laughs> yeah. Even though I did like the sort of Wilma Flintstone yeah. Chris sort Jenner look. Be- I, I thought that was good. Bedrock executive yeah. realness. It was very yeah. <laughs> very unusual. But I thought it was weird because they read Kendall's look and I didn't feel Adriana's look for her her oh, girl was that much better i didn't like it i thought it was such a disservice you got somebody with such an amazing body and i don't i don't feel like the person wearing the outfit was very confident because of how they looked mm, there yeah. was a turtleneck it was long sleeved the i was like yeah. no this is going they're going to a prom not like a 20 year high school reunion i don't know what this is <laughs> No, you're 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 yeah, absolutely yeah. Strange. In terms of the outfit, that because it it did it was basically just like a tube with the, like the sleeves and it like covered everything except for and especially when the when the, the when their partner was talking about how they wanted to be sexy and they wanted to feel sexy and they wanted to like hmm. because like they hadn't in the past and this was going to be a way of them sort of like to to access that. So it's like they they want to be sexy and they want to feel hot and I I that was very kind of mother of the bride sort of um, yeah, even the color I yes like, i don't get any of this strange. no no a trend that's emerging as well is brad reading brooklyn for what she's wearing which i really quite enjoy <laughs> <laughs> brad is an interesting character yeah <laughs> half the time he walks on the run i'm like what is going on here yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's like neon tracks last week. <laughs> he had a really lovely moment in this week's episode, though, when he threw back to his prom and and kind of how far things had come, which I thought was really nice because we normally see such a like yas hunty, you know, base. Yeah. So for him to let that down, you know, I think was golden. I yeah. thought it was interesting. I didn't expect it, and I loved it because it reminds me of some of the moments that I really love with RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul yeah. is a judge. Some. Sometimes Michelle or RuPaul will on stage be like, this is why I relate to you because this has happened to me as well. And we're a family. And it gave yeah. me that moment where it's like, I got an insight into not just Brad, but like his life and everything. And it mm. was very relatable. 
yeah. yeah, I thought it was really relatable, and it was it was sort of because it, they'd they'd all been talking and sharing their experiences in the workroom, and I think that it kind of like by Brad sharing his experiences as someone who is uber confident, uber successful, seems to like to be able to say, look, I experienced like that will relate so much to every people watching it, and it'll it, it's a really important story for people to hear that that's how things were. And they, they still are that way for lots of people. But I think that like the more people that are speaking about it and particularly people who could just sit there and sort of, you know, Yas Queen on the, the panel to actually choose to be open about it. It was very yeah. brave. Yeah. I also am loving Brad, I have to say, as a as a judge. I'm finding him really interesting. Really? <laughs> uh, do you yeah. feel like the judging panel we have right now should continue for next season? I don't know because I do love Stacey McKenzie, but I also have grown to really, really love Tracy Melcher and Amanda Bruegel. So maybe get rid of Brad and bring Stacey McKenzie back as the like sort of permanent sort of like right hand man. And then yeah. have the, <laughs> well, I miss, I miss Stacey, but I don't know. I also think they've got a good vibe going on with this. Same. This I thought about it and I, I couldn't decide who to get rid of because, but I know I want Stacey back. That's it. Yeah. I just know I want her back. I just don't know who she would replace. Yeah. I, I really like Brad. I, I think he's a really fun addition to the cast. I think, and maybe I'm overthinking these things, but I am kind of like, okay, so the two white guys get to be on every episode and the two black women have to alternate. I'm like, why, why can't we not just yeah. split a time out there a bit more? <laughs> but like, Brad doesn't need to be on every episode if we're swapping the girls out. There's no reason why Brooke can't be there with Stacey and, and Amanda. I think that would be fun. So maybe they just need to just have a more of a revolving door policy to the yeah. show, I think. Maybe it'll be yeah, fun. I think that's it because at the moment they're tied to the the UK judging panel format where you have the the host, you have the permanent group Michelle sort of insert, and then you have the Graham mm. and Allen kind of rotation, and then the Carson. Well, that's the US and as, that's well. US as well with the yeah. Carson and Ross. So yeah, like they very much are stuck in that. Um, Maybe they the, could have Brooklyn and Stacy be the Ru and Michelle, and then Brad mm. and Amanda be the Carson and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross, yeah. And that, that means yeah. poor old Tracy's getting fired. <laughs> I mean, she, I love Tracy and I think she's such a great addition, but I don't, I must be honest and I don't know if she brings that much value on the judging panel, but when she's yeah, doing, that's true. she could be like the squirrel friend like last season. If there's a challenge that they want someone to direct, bring her in or whatever. Mm, but yeah, yeah that's I don't true. Know if she, I did hate the, title of squirrel friend though and then the compulsory sort of you know squirrel hand <laughs> cheek movement she had to do I, I was cringing I have to say actually I did no in this in her runway walkthrough in this episode she looked so stunning like mm. so stunning in that like yeah kind of like African inspired crossover like, oh yeah show. oh my god she was mm. beautiful yeah. Um, yeah she's really had a glow up yeah could you help us understand the myth, the legend of Mitsu? Mitsu? <laughs> was that not her name? Yeah. Um, I must be honest, I'm not that familiar with her, but she is a pop star okay. from Quebec. And she has music that a lot of people like. I don't have her. In- <laughs> I am not one of those people. <laughs> Or in fact, you don't know if you're one of those people because you've never made an effort to find out. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't have her in my shuffle yet, but I'll be adding her soon. 
And actually, then while 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 we're seeking um, home truths about the the guest judges, Emma Hunter is who is she, or Emma is that, that was maybe Emma Hunter was it? Mm-hmm. She's who? a comedian. Um, okay, okay. She's she has a great career, but she's just not huge, and so okay, a lot of okay. people really don't know her. Uh, and I thought all the jokes they made about her were so funny because it was so true. When they yeah. said her name in the workroom and the girls were like, ah, I was like, huh, acting, because I know you don't know who she is. Uh, and I, I, I'm interested to know, because obviously Canada is a strongly like dual, ling- or dual language country, right. bilingual country, that's the word I'm looking for. And Adriana comes off and she's like, oh, finally now I don't have to speak in English anymore. Like, why is it so limited to English when it's, it's so, so bilingual over there? Is that for the international audience? You know, I even heard Adriana talk to you on her show saying that she doesn't talk to her partner normally in English. Like, I just thought that was an interesting for it to come from a bilingual country, for that to be such a strict rule. I feel like it's m- mainly because... Um, we're trying to appeal to an international audience. That's why they do everything in English. And to be honest, for most of our broadcasting, it's always in English here. It's the only way it's going to be in French is if um, it's like a political thing. So they say it twice so that everyone watching can hear, can understand. And Quebec is like its own little island. (laughs) They even tried to like disassociate themselves from the country at one point. (laughs) So... If you're in Quebec, you'll see a lot of French, but if you're outside of it, then it's going to be mainly English. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. That is interesting. Who, so you think Isis is the one you want to win? Do you think she will win? Uh, I feel, it's hard to say because I, I want her to win, but then I was thinking of the you know, how everyone ranks. And I know yeah. she's not mm-hmm. at the top. Like She's probably at the bottom at this point. She's lip-synced twice. But she's won twice. And she's won twice, yeah. Yeah, but, but Pythia's won twice and hasn't lip-synced. And so Pythia is so. kind of out in front and Kendall's had... But it's also, it, it, that shows how balanced a competition it is because, like, you have mm. that real mix of, like, even though Isis has not got the best track record, when she's hit highs they've been exceptionally high highs and also like she's a real voice of the season in the talking heads and like uh, brings a lot of personality that we're not seeing from some of the other so it's it's very even like it's it's hard to know it's it's, it's hard to know. and that moment with Michaela in this week's episode was like we really got to see her and fall in love with her and how supportive she was and telling her own story yeah. I just thought like I think I said at the start of the season we're not really getting to know Isis I wonder if that come later on the season and I feel it really has like yeah. she I really warmed her in the last episode yeah her story was just her interacting with her partner and everything and then you saw the message she got from her mom and then she talked about that whole stint in her life where she was like going through it it made me fall in love with her even more I'm like she yeah. has to win she has the heart that you look for yeah. in a Rue winner and she's so freaking fierce so fierce and so funny yeah yeah no she really is and I think she I think what's what's uh, what I was gonna say is what's good is no matter who wins out of the final four they're all different from Priyanka so it's gonna be it's not gonna feel like it's a it's the same person who won by the way Priyanka it has had an amazing year yeah an incredible year she has been hosting uh music awards shows here in canada 
putting out music like crazy, touring the world. She's on, every time I open up my computer, an ad pops up for some big corporation. It's her face on it. She's having the time of her life. So I, I feel like she, for the first winner of Canada's Drag Race, she's set a really great precedent yeah. for whoever comes after her. Like, this is the blueprint. This is what you follow. Yeah. And it, they're going to have a great time. As, as she said herself, bitch, she's busy, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's why Boa can't hear back from her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Let people know where they can find your all the all the things you've got go, all the plates you've got spinning. Oh, so much! You can find me on YouTube. It's too much, Michael. And if you want exclusive content from me, like you can go over to my Patreon. I am on social media. I'm talking about Drag Race every single week because it's become my life now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening this week. Uh, we'll be back with you next week with one episode of each of the franchise, Italia, Canada, and Dragula. Thank you for listening as always. Thank you for supporting us. Let us know your thoughts, what you want us to talk about, all that stuff. You can email us, sisterpologymail.com. Or just give us a DM on Instagram. Everything's yeah. easiest. Yeah. If you understand any of the references that we didn't get in Italia, mm-hmm. please do let us know. Please. You know? please yeah. do. If you're enjoying the like bumper editions of Drag Race Italia if you love a montage just get in touch (laughs) (laughs) right we'll be back with you next Wednesday bye bye